This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the Doctrine of Truth. We want you to enjoy, sit back, relax, and be enlightened by the true word of God. With your host, Bishop Algie B. Poole, Jr. Thank God for Dr. Shanesta. Amen for being with us. Amen. All of you. Amen. Brother Dwayne and his family. And of course, my good friend, Brother Robert and his wife. Amen. Coming out in the rain. So I know you're serious when you come out in the rain. That's right. Amen. Many people stayed home. We came out, left uh, Tallahassee in the rain. We got here, got all wet. Even Tallahassee, so excuse my coat. Amen. But we're so happy to see you and you. And we've been praying and thanking God. This is our second service in this building. We came from, we retired uh, a year ago, two years ago, and moved here to Tallahassee. And we closed the ministry down in Fort Lauderdale. Been a uh, church in Fort Lauderdale. Amen. From uh, 82 to 2000 and last year, year before last. And we moved up here to start a new ministry. Amen. To work. And we were still part of Church Christ in Heaven. And we did a lot of foreign mission. Today we were recording. We are on Facebook, a lot of talk, YouTube. Uh, Wave 94.1. Wave 94.1 radio. We always have been. Uh, Brother Roberts, uh, Brother Robert and his wife always have been with me on Block Talk Radio. Uh, I mean, Block Talk Radio over the years. And we've been a radio uh, part of that for years and years. And maybe why we was talking about and going over. Let's go to Matthew 28. We always seek God's face to strengthen his people and help his people. So that's why we choose the fourth Sunday to be like an open uh, school, Bible school, Bible study, to help strengthen the people uh, of the people of God and make sure we're following what it takes to make people grow in Christ. And all of my movement all over the world in uh, Barbados, West Indies, but in 1982, so many times in Trinidad, and I was in the Army, Vietnam, for about three years. So I've seen the different religions in the world. Before I came to Christ, I was in uh, Vietnam and a lot of Buddhism. We worship Buddha in those areas. I went in Christ then, amen, but God spared my life, amen. I was young and dumb, all about money, amen, and travel. But God so fit to spare my life through my mother and my aunt's prayers, amen, because I was running from the Lord. I thought in Christianity, being a child of God, you would not have uh, the riches of the world to help my family. I came out of a family of eight, and we was poor, 
and the poor people know we was poor. That's how poor we were. And they was uh, sorry to see us coming. Amen. But God, uh, I had chose that way because the enemy, he deceived you. His whole thing is temptation and deception. In the book of Genesis, for a little minute, then we're going, we're going back to Matthews 28. Amen. In the book of Genesis, the second chapter, many of you might know. Amen. Adam and Eve was in the garden of garden of God where God fellowship with them all the time in the afternoon. And in his fellowship, the enemy could not get to Adam and Eve. The devil could not get to Adam and Eve. But if you go to Revelation 12 chapter, we're going to take our time to do slow. Amen. We are not promised to hold long. But we're trying to help. We have a model to help families. This mission, we want to help families. If we have one family at a time, amen, get on their feet spiritually and physically, amen, you'll be able to help other families. That's what fellowship is about. That's what discipleship is about. That's what Jesus is about. Amen. We got to do more uh, than pray for my brother. Uh, John said, you have a loaf of bread, why don't you give him a loaf of bread while you're praying? Isn't that right? So in Genesis, uh, Revelation 12, I think it is, is it 7? Is that right? Will the food have that? War in heaven. All right. She's going to read that. We're going to tell you how the enemy got in the Garden of Eden. Revelation 12. 7. And 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. All right. People think, and I used to think that the devil had all the power to destroy God's angels. But the more you read and you study, amen, and I always like to use that term, the enemy, the devil was kicked out and evicted out of heaven. You know, he was up there, he was over the musician department, and he decided to go up and be a defeat uh, God, angels, and he told lies and got a third of the host. And so Michael, one of God's chief angels, amen, threw him out. So that's how he ended up in the Garden of Eden. That's how he was able to talk through the serpent, to talk to Eve. He could not, he could not force them out, run them out, shoot them out, whatever he did. He talked them out. And keep that's a, a point. The enemy used false doctrine. He can talk you out. Mm. Deception means he'll take what God says and he make it sound like it's not really true. And that you can do what you think you can do, which is a trap. Is a trap. So Adam and Eve, he told Adam and Eve, amen, in the third chapter of Genesis, he said God told them not to eat of the tree. But he twisted it. He said, You will not surely. See, sometimes you might think you need a whole sentence, but one sometimes one word can throw doubt. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants to make you think, make you doubt God. 
and that'll put you in a neutral position. You know how your car be going fast, and all of a sudden you put it in neutral, and you stay there and don't go nowhere. That's when the enemy puts you in a neutral position. You won't serve God. You say, I ain't serving the devil. I ain't doing this. But all you're doing is playing in the devil's hand. That's all. Because you back away from God, you know what happens. You get you get into trouble. You uh, trials, trials and tribulation. So the enemy talked Adam and Eve out of their blessing with God. They, they, he, he couldn't get to them because God had a hedge around them. They had, they had authority from God to do everything. Now, it's, uh, let me reiterate uh, the, the second chapter of Genesis. When God made man, God made man. I'm trying to give you a little background a little bit. Amen. As we go. And uh, when God made man, what did he do? Just before he made man, Genesis 2 and what? Uh, you want to know what God's will in your life? Uh huh. Genesis 2. Anybody else have it? Genesis. It's the second chapter, right? Second chapter. 2 and 8. 2 and. Yes, two and eight. Yes. You have it, read it. And the Lord God planted a garden, each with the uh -huh. And there he put the man who he had formed. Mm -hmm. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that was planted. Mm -hmm. And to the site. All right, let's go back at the fifth. Back up to the fifth. Yeah, fifth, same chapter, it's that fifth verse. Genesis 2 and 5 reads, And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. All right, there was not a man to till the ground. Amen. So, in the uh, as we go on down, as the uh, first reader was reading, in the and he and the Lord God planted God in the east, and, in, and he put man whom he had formed, nipers, and out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight, grew for food, the tree of life in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And you notice. The 15th verse, and the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, it was no nobody in there to trim the trees, cut the vines, put things in order. This was the purpose of Adam and Eve. God, God didn't have nobody. He made man to do that purpose. He made man to work. In other words, he made man to work. Amen. And he had Eve to help him, help him do the job. Amen. So you wonder what God's will is? He wants you to work. He wants you to work as a disciple to what? Help Tell the people about Christ and bring them to the church. That's why we lead up to discipleship. That in the garden, 
man purpose. Now you know he didn't make two or, two or three men, he made one man. He made one man and he took the man, he took uh, the woman from the man, from the man. So he, she's a part of man. A woman is a part of man. She's a helper to the man. Amen. So when you find a man and woman, amen, each one of them have a part. And that's why the Bible said today, uh, jealousy, the, the, uh, there come a time when a man will uh, love his, and marry a woman and they become one. They're one. So uh, each one of us a part, man and a woman, you see. You take W-O from the from, from man, you still have a man, but it's a woe man. She's able to bring life into the world. God created the human race to bring life, to help build the world up. There was nobody else multiplying but the animals. But the human race didn't have nobody. So God, what? God created the human race. And he created the world and all the animals and every tree and everything. But it was no but one man there. And he could not multiply. So he brought Eve, a woman, to give to man for his pleasure, for his companionship, for his help. And they, they, what? they replenished the world. They brought, they brought life into this world. So a woman is a, a procreator. She brings children, she brings life, she brings peace to the human race. So that's why it's important Amen. To understand what the will of God is for us. Amen. To be a woman. Woman, she multiplies. But, but she needs a man. And that's what the biggest fight is. You see now, I'm talking about abortion and different things. And that's the devil's workshop. You don't want the, the, uh, the human race to multiply. Amen. Because that, that, that glorifies God. So we just want you to bring that little background that we're going into discipleship. Amen. We want you to come and be able to lead. We're not talking about building a church. Jesus said he wants you to be disciples. Matthew 28. That's the commission. Commission. Amen. When Jesus died and rose from the dead, then Jesus, this Jesus had the church, but the really the church is in you. We are living organism. We are we are the call out ones. We we are the church. He that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. So when he coming back, he coming back for the church. He ain't coming back for no buildings. He coming back for you and you and you. So the great purpose of uh, Matthew 28, 28, and we're gonna pick it up, and then we're going to Hebrews, the sixth chapter. And after that, we're going to uh, open it up for the questions and answers and anything that you might want to ask. Amen. We're going to read, uh, Mother Pooh, read the 28th chapter and the 16th verse of Matthew. Matthew 28, 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you all way, even unto the end of the world. Amen. All right. Uh, soon we get our footing, I always like to bring the history of the Bible. The history of the Bible. And the Bible came from, we have from, from Latin all the way down. King James authorized the, the, he was concerned about the common people to get the, uh, to be able to read the scrolls, read the scriptures. Turn to last of St. Luke, last chapter of St. Luke. The Bible consists of scriptures. The Bible consists of all scriptures. I just want to give you a little bit of note. I don't want to put out too much. If you want the Bible to get wisdom, it's all I get in it. You know what? You know, understand. So we notice here in the book of uh, St. Luke, and somebody can read 44 and 45. St. Luke 24, 44 and 45. Luke 24 and 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. All right. The law of Moses is where? Where's Moses? Where the law is? What part of the Bible? First five books. The first five books. That's the Old Testament. Yes. And the prophets. Old Testament. Yes. The Psalms. Old Testament. So Jesus said that the scriptures, the Bible consists of all scriptures. is a combination of all the scriptures put together. The old covenant and the new covenant. And why I always say it, start off with you with the King James in your study. And you hear me reading a lot of times the King James. I use the King James every now and then. I, I have other scriptures, other books, the American Standard, the New International, uh, the Passion Bible. I do all that in my studies, but for, for the sake of audience and traveling the world, King James is used everywhere. Now, the Old Testament, amen, a part of that, King James was saying, he had one college in England, they did uh, Hebrews, you can hope you can correct the Hebrews, was did uh, out of, uh, yeah, Hebrews. Uh, the New Testament was the Aramaic, was translating Aramaic in Greek. The Old Testament, uh, yeah, Hebrews. So you had two different colleges that put the King James Bible together. So it's the thing about the Old English, it has a little, these words sometimes they give you a little more impact than the American Standard. If you, if you begin to study, you see one time we're going to bring different Bibles in here 
and you can see the different study, but you want to get the true translation because your spirit can be able to hit, you can feel it, the word of God. But you still want to get understanding of the scriptures. So when you're out in public, amen, try to use one of the common uh, Bibles that people use. And when you're in your study, you get your Bible dictionary and you get your uh, uh, New International uh, uh, Dictionary of Cryptographers and you go to it. I have an Amplified Bible which breaks down the scriptures as it goes. Amen. I have a Bible with uh, four different Bibles in one. So I love Bibles. But when it comes down to studying the Word, or Jesus says study, because in them you think. <coughs> and that's what the issue is we're talking about today. Some people think they have eternal life, but all they did is picked up what they heard people say, but they're not really studying. Study. Paul told Timothy, amen, study to show thyself approved unto whom? God. Under God. And that's where you want that approval that God can be with you and help you, amen, out of your problems. When you call on God, you know the whole aspect that God is Jesus in the natural. That the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's go to 1 John 5. 1 John, the fifth chapter. I'm giving you a little Bible drill. I'm trying to hold it down. That whatever I try to say, I want you to know it's biblical. What we're trying to say. We want you to keep looking at that it's the Word of God. 1 John, 1 John, the fifth chapter. And the seventh verse. First John, the fifth chapter, seventh verse. Anybody? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. First John. First, first John. Am I rude? First John. 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 Oh, the second. There are three. Thank you. All right. No problem. Take your time. I'm sorry about that. It's all right. We don't put nobody down. We don't come in and put anybody down by anything. First John. Chapter 5. First John, chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 1. 7. 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And what the world say, one plus one, one plus one is what? Three. But here the Bible say three. One plus one plus one is one. So you see, that's why uh, when, you, when you read the Word, uh, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word of God was, was God. It may cost what? Cost the Word is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. He is the Word. And as time went on, amen, the Word of God became flesh. That's Christmas time. Make it simple. <laughs> Mary and Elizabeth. And they said, oh no. And the uh, Catholics said, no, uh-uh, it's Mary, 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 the mother of Jesus. Well, 
blessing Mother Mary. And they said, no. God said, no. The Lord, Holy Spirit, breathed on, breathed on Mary, and she conceived and brought forth a son. And that was the Word of God. The Word of God became flesh. Became flesh. And, we, and the angel told uh, Zechariah to name him Jesus. So God, the Word, came from heaven. And he was in the beginning with Jesus, walking the earth. Jesus was in the earth all the time. Go to St. John. I guess I'm going here. The Gospel according to John, notice in the, uh, uh, y'all remember when the, I think it's the 8th chapter, about the lady, the Pharisees, was trying to accuse the man about adultery and everything. Mm -hmm. And look at the eighth chapter, the Gospel according to John. And here we find, uh, we're just going to pick it up at the 57th verse, because they was questioning Jesus. Jesus was explaining to them what, about his days and everything. And uh, Somebody get 56th verse of the 8th chapter of St. John. And read down to the 58th Before Abraham was, I am. Remember how he told Moses, I am that I am? Mm -hmm. And he was in a burning bush. And he told, told says, Adam, uh, Moses, take your shoes off. God was back there with Jesus. He, so it, it was nothing that you can go through or say. People can say, they, but Jesus don't know nothing about because he is God. He is God. And that took me a little while to, to grapple with that. I said, oh, Jesus God. I, you know, I love God. And the Spirit said, yeah, but Jesus is God. So those people that love God continue to love God. Because Jesus is God. And just the meaning that you have from your heart when you begin to study, when you begin to pray. Amen. Oh, I love God. I love God. Yes. Yes. When you come down to the church, in the New Testament, Jesus is God. He just came to redeem us. Bring us back to God. I was going to say bring him back to himself. But it had to be a living sacrifice. And God don't change. The same way they brought them lambs and those bulls and things to the priests. And the priests killed those animals and burned them for a sacrifice for sin. Somebody had to keep that same order. That priesthood order. That same order. So Jesus became the, the Lamb of God. He, he, he died for you and me. We didn't know nothing about it. That's, that's, that's what grace is. We don't know nothing about what had happened, 
and why Adam and Eve, all we do can read, and all we know, we can't do it by ourselves, but Jesus did it for us. He did it for us. Amen. And once you understand the whole circumference of everything, why God did it for us, the devil won't have no power over you. He can tempt you. He can come after you and talk to you. But as long as you stand, stand fast, like the rain, we're in Christ. And it's raining out there. And yes, it's going to keep raining. Yes, it's going to still hear thundering. But you got, a, you got the power. Now you understand, you have the power. So God wants you to what? God wants you to work. He wants you to be involved, amen, in his life building of the church. He wants you to be involved in having people come to Christ. And that's what it brings us to Hebrews, the sixth chapter. That's what's going to bring. We're talking about discipleship. We're hoping and praying that as we continue to be with us, you'll be able to talk to people about salvation. We talk to people about following Christ. Following Christ. Because God wants to make you uh, a disciple. When you disciple someone and teach them about the love of God and tell them how to come to God, then that person should be able to leave you and go talk to somebody else. Then that person should be able to leave you and leave him and go to talk to somebody else. It's about disciple, disciple, discipleship. It's about discipleship. And if discipleship go on, then after a while, this is where, where you worshiping at? Automatically, the Spirit of God going to draw them to worship because of their learning, because they want to learn. They want to be a part of the deliverance of Christ. Amen. So Hebrews 6, then we're going to start at the first verse. Then we're going to, amen, to stop. And we're going to ask some questions or ask those that want to have some questions, you can. Or this is going to be like a, a free will uh, Bible school on four Sundays. We're going to try to keep it light. Robin know how I used to do it on the radio. People, I, I lecture a while and people ask questions and different things like that. You might get a chance to ask a question, amen, but you know, sometimes you be in these studies, they just lecture, 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 and you leave there with a whole lot of information, but you don't get no understanding. So that's what we try to strive, amen, that you can get understanding. Uh, Hebrews 6, uh, someone leave the first, in the second verse of Hebrews, second chapter. Hebrews 6 and 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and, and of faith toward God. Of the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on the hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. All right. How many have another Bible than King James? How many what? There's the New International Version. Okay. All right, do it. All right, read the next. Do it. 
What's the new international version? Yes. Okay. It says, therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teaching mm. about Christ and be taken forth to maturity, mm. not laying against the foundation of repentance from the acts that lead to death and of the faith in God. Instructions about cleansing rights, the laying on the laying on of the hands, the resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment. All right. It said, leading back to what was said. Did it say doctrine or did it say teaching? First verse. Oh, yeah, you read that first verse again, you said? Yes, that was the New International Version. And it says what now? Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teaching. All right. Ele doctrine means teaching. The elementary teaching about Christ. <coughs> elementary. Anybody got another translation? You want to amplify Okay, good and amplified. Therefore, let us get past the elementary stage in the teachings about the Christ, advancing on to maturity and perfection and spiritual completeness. Doing this without laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. All right. Notice. Repentance is in every translation. Now we just read back in the book of uh, St. Luke, Jesus said repentance and remission of sin should be preached. Repentance means you don't do what you used to do. Once you realize what you're doing was wrong against God, you, uh, the first ten commandments, the first five is against God, the other six is against human race killing, adultery, things like that. And you stop doing it. That's repentance. You, you stop doing it. So you got to teach them, don't rep Repentance should be preached. The second one is remission of sin. That's when water baptism, you be baptized in water, that your sins can be washed away. Remission of sins should be preached. So these, are, these, these doctrine here, this teaching here, is the basics the basics we gotta we gotta stop preaching about water baptism all the time water baptism water baptism women preachers women preachers women preachers we got to go on saints we got to go on we got with well, the basics always been laid and paul was saying here some say it was paul writing we have to go on and let the people know amen about dead works dead works is that that religious type things religious uh, there are some things that churches do is not only religious but they are uh, traditional the world have Easter what the church do with Easter we know what Easter is because we know we're dealing with idolship idol that's an idol worship it's the God of Esther She's the one that they have the eggs. And that's why they have eggs during Easter hunt. But we know Easter is the resurrection time of Jesus Christ. We call it the resurrected day. Uh, man, uh, what we have, what we doing with dealing with the dead? What we dealing with Satan, uh, Halloween? What, 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 what part we have in it? We don't have no part in that. Cause we know we're alive in Christ. With the world worship uh, 
Halloween, just like we worship the birth of Christ. Well, that's their big holiday. I mean, like Easter, Halloween is a big world day all over the world. Amen. Goblins and dead people come out and all that kind of stuff. That ain't nothing pertaining to God's people. We don't be involved in that no more. But because we don't know, we don't know. That's dead works. That's traditional stuff. We got to go beyond that. We got to go beyond the Christmas tree. We're more about the, what the manger said. We're about the, the uh, three muskets, I mean, the, uh, three, three kings. That's how I say three muskets. We'll rip past all of that. Amen. So what we we talk about growing now. Yeah, growing. That's right. We, everybody was in that what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Amen. I, I it took me a long time to get rid of the Christmas tree. Mm. When I first got saved, I was preaching, and a man come up and said, "You got a Christmas tree?" I said, "Yes, sir. I got one." And I go out every year and cut down the biggest tree I can find, put it in my house and all of that. And he said, "Go to Jeremiah. Mm. The Bible speaks about it." Jeremiah, we'll go to Jeremiah real quick. Amen. But we're talking about leaving those things. Don't fight your brother because they're still doing this. They haven't come into the knowledge of it. Ain't that right? Yes. That's right. We don't worship those things. Amen. People do that, but they haven't come into the knowledge of it. Amen. They love the Lord. Amen. But they haven't come into the power of God telling us to leave these situations. Amen. So what, uh, I guess I can find it real quick, Jeremiah, uh, well, Jeremiah 17, you can, this is a good mark, go to Jeremiah 17 and 5, somebody read that, so some got, y'all got me in Jeremiah real quick, Jeremiah 17 and 5, and, uh, I still got that amplified up. All right, Jeremiah. Oh, King James. Okay, Jeremiah 17 and 5. Mm -hmm. All right, read that, King James. I mean, Amplified. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in and relies on mankind, making weak, faulty human flesh his strength, and whose mind and heart turn away from the Lord. Cursed is the man, Jeremiah, uh, King James said, Cursed is the man that trusts in man. We already cursed. But when you start trusting people beyond God, you're cursing yourself. You're cursing yourself. Now, Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, talk about the Christmas tree. Amen. It's a custom. Jeremiah 10 and 3. Jeremiah 10 and 1. I read that 10 and 1. Amen. I'll read 10 and 1. Let somebody have it. But we need to go out to the third verse. Fourth verse. Well, you have to, okay, you have to, you have to go all the way down to the fifth verse. Jeremiah. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. All right. For the custom of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. Amen. Keep going. They deck it with the silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers that it may not move. They are upright as palm trees, but speak not. They must need be born because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. 
Neither also is it in them to do good. All right. Yes. I felt that I, if I didn't have a Christmas tree, something going to happen, or I wouldn't have no Christmas, because I was still stuck in that. That's the tradition of man. And we was all brought up in some kind of idol worship. All of us came out of idolatry. Yes. Amen. We worshiped. That was the first commandment of God. I should have no other God before me. That's the first thing. Amen. So, the elementary things that we have to learn, and we get embarking on that. Amen. How to become disciples. In order to be that way, you need to learn about what God wants you to do. You know, God wants you to work with your hands and take care of yourself. Amen. Help and help. And he will work with you. He will. He'll work with you. He won't just let you down, leave you out there by yourself. No. God made things happen for you. Thank you, Lord. He put you in the right place at the right time. He has somebody to hire you. Amen. But you got to take, take one step. James said, what is faith without works? It works. You get out and moving. Matthew 7 and 7. And then we're going to open up with questions. Matthew 7 and 7. The Lord gave me that when I first got started in Christ. He gave me Matthew 7 and 7. All right. Any questions? Matthew 7 and 7. Somebody I have, you should write that. Make sure you write that one along with it. Oh, okay. Matthew 7 and 7. Matthew 7 and 4 says, Yes. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. All right. The Lord gave me that. In 1982. He spoke to me one night. I was out of town somewhere. I, yeah, what really helped you to grow also? When Jesus said he'd be with you all the way, that's what he means. Amen. That's what he means. And many times, you can feel his glory is present when you get your old favorite song, and you get your old favorite hymn, and you begin to feel his presence like you're doing in church. Amen. Out, outside, on your job, or in your home, thinking on God. Amen. He began to give you that peace about you. So he told me what seek. That's work. Calling, going around, knocking on people's doors, places. And he said, you will find it. And just don't limit yourself to your hometown or your streets. No. Wherever today in time we got computers, we got cell phones. We have so many ways of contacting. Amen. Saints of God should be one of the masters at research. That's what he's telling us. Research. Research. Ask. Talk to people. The right people. Amen. Now you, you don't want you to be involved in the old lifestyle and every ungodly person. So he wants you to be with people that's going to help you. Righteous people. Amen. So uh, seeking you find that he did St. John 15 
somebody read St. John 15. Those are the two I live by. That's why I end up down here in uh, Crawfordville. 15 and what verse, huh? 15 and 1, first verse. St. John, St. John, 15 and 1. That's why I ain't never called a bill. I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. Go ahead. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. Keep, keep reading. If you remain in me, and I in you, Oh, hold on. Let me go get this key to his verse. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> it says, every branch, every branch in me that bears not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Teresa? Okay. okay. No, if you remain in God, you remain in God. You're going to help you. You're going to grow. You're going to be successful. But if you don't, you're going to cut, you're cutting loose all his support. And you begin to see, you begin to wonder why I can't get this done, I can't get that done. He doesn't want you to give up. Because, you know, the enemy, remember we got an enemy always trying to block us, talk negative to you, tempt you off the right track. But he wants you to take your own energy and because he gave you two legs. Adam was a smart man. He still is. And wait, you know what? He handed down to all of us. We came from Adam. Amen. Your tree, your family tree, have to go all the way back up to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. And God told us, God told Adam, Adam, go out and name Adam. He didn't, he didn't tell Adam, he didn't. He didn't try to coach Adam and Adam. That, that's, a, that's a giraffe over there, Adam, maybe. No. He told Adam, Adam, whatever you name them, whatever you name them. And he got together and said, now whatever y'all want, y'all to manage this. And he come back every afternoon and talk with him. What, y'all, what did y'all do? So God, you might not think God is with you, and that's what the devil tried to do. He tried to make you think. Because you're not shouting and laying down and praying and running. And God ain't with you. Not so. God is with you always. Always. Amen. I've been in the operation room. God was talking to me there. I've been in some trouble. Amen. With lawyers, people trying to do. God was right there making, making way to do this. Tell them to do this. Tell them to do this. Amen. So God was with you. And that's more powerful than any witchcraft worker and his suit say on this world. Because when they find out you got it on your side, all you have to do is keep pushing forward. Alright? Where was that? Alright, questions. What, what's been said? Questions or anything been said? Questions, comments, or revelation? Um, <laughs> Anything, just raise your hand and then I'll pick you in order. Go ahead. Um, let's see, I don't know where to start. I have several, um, I took really good notes that I plan to go back over and study more, but I appreciate you today, Bishop, um, for this teaching. So I guess I'll start with 
Revelations 12, 7 and 9. Um, you know, for so long you think about, you often hear what the devil was kicked out, you know, but I never knew or never heard or studied the part where it was actually Michael, the angel, was the one that kicked him out, you know, so that was that was a revelation that was um, something new to me today. Um, the devil, I, well, I thought it was too. Right. Yeah, there was a war in heaven. And Michael and the angels. Yeah. Thank you. Michael is one of the Yeah, Michael and Gabriel. Thank you. Michael and took him out. Yeah. So Michael and Michael took out the devil. And I always put, I was like him for so many years. I always thought that it was God that kicked the Because out. that's what people say. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Talking, that's what, that's what you always heard. Yeah. Yeah. One word. It just that's what God do. Like I said, when the word mm -hmm. and the spirit meet up in the heart, you're going to get it. And you're going to see what the word really said. Yeah. And you ain't got to worry about yeah. what nobody told you. You know what you read. And you know what you yeah. know. Look, at, look at Revelation 20, first verse. Revelation 21st verse. Then we go with you. Chapter 20. Chapter 20 of Revelation. Revelation. Verse 1. Okay. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Alright. Alright, second verse. And he laid hold and he laid hold on the dragon and on the old serpent which is the devil and Satan and bound him and bound him a thousand years cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he shall be deceived the nation no more till a thousand years shall be fulfilled and after that he must be loose alright one angel he's on one angel he said he saw an angel, not a whole bunch of them, grab the devil and throw him in a bottomless pit. He fell for 1,000 years. If he if hit the bottom, he probably would have came up. <laughs> but he fall. See, God know how to fix things. God know how to, that's why, that's why Jesus said, don't fear the one who killed the body, but fear the one who killed the body and the soul. Amen. We got a, we all got a guardian angel. When you accept Christ, you got a guardian angel. And the enemy always trying to take you out. Because he don't like human beings. So he tried to talk them out of leaving God and talking them out and hurting themselves. And we got a guardian angel. All right? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, okay. Um, also, um, when we studied John 8, 56 through 58, and Jesus is God, so is God not? My question was, so since Jesus is God, so is God not the Father? 
Yes. So many times, I know it's the Trinity, it's all three, but you know, um, so many times we, we, I was raised up saying that there's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, which all makes one, right? right. And so you often hear that Jesus, God is Jesus' Father, Jesus is God's, God is Jesus' Son, wait a minute. Go to St. John. The Father, Jesus. Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? Jesus. So God is the Father, Jesus is the Son, the Holy Ghost, which all makes one that's the Trinity. But when um, you said that Jesus is God, that's what brought I know. about Jesus. the difference. Yeah. Go to, to God's according to John in the first chapter. I know I had trouble with that too. Everybody <laughs> will have trouble with that when you study it. All right, she had a hand. First John. John 1 and 1. No, it's St. John. Oh, St. John. Okay. Yeah, not okay. letters. St. John, yeah. Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in the church now. Yeah. Okay, so that is. That but they is, all live. They all live. Yeah, that's what I'm We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit is what keeps us going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. He is the manifestation. Yeah, there you go. He lives. He lives. 
Spirit, he takes the church. That's so what the Holy Spirit is the Said in the car, you only really got to think back to yesterday. But you can go back farther if you want to. Mm -hmm. Think about stuff, anything that you said to yourself. Oh, I don't, I don't get out of this. What's going to happen? What, what, what's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, it was good. It was really bad, and then it was really good. And you got to say. That was only God. Who else? I didn't call nobody. Mm -hmm. My mom didn't come over here. Mm -hmm. My dad didn't come over here. Amen. I got up and that day, everything changed. It's only God. Yeah. It's only God. And if you start to keep him and Jesus in your mind, in the front, in the front, every day, mm -hmm. all day, we was blessed yesterday when you stood next to the car and you said, we was just talking about thinking about going to church tomorrow. That was God. God. <laughs> you you see? Up, that was God. That was God. Bishop had just talked to you, gave you the church address, and then you thought about it. Well, I just thought about going to church and look. That's what he said. God's spirit, speak it. Amen. Speak it. Think about it and speak it and have it. Amen. All right, we're going to get two, two more. In, uh, Somebody else. Just one. Anybody. I'll I'll, just real quick. Okay. Um, Matthew 7 and 7, that was a whole different light, too. Because it says, asking it shall be given to you, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be opened. So for years and years and years, we think that all we got to do, okay, God, we're going to ask you for this, and you're going to give it this mm -hmm. to us, and we're going to knock on the door. And you say, God, we're going to give your word back to you because you promised us this. But the way that Bishop put it was we actually got to do something. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. It's that's, that's a whole different life, you know. Yeah. So we we gotta apply ourselves to get out there, and we gotta knock on some doors, and that's just like winning souls over for, to Christ, you know. So that was Amen. good. Everything is just really good today. Amen. Very good. Amen. Amen. We had um, 
go to Acts chapter 10 real quick. No, uh, Brother Robert, who had that John 1? He got it, but nobody ever read it. Yeah, then I, then I went somewhere. Somebody read John, John 1. In the beginning was the Word. Okay. And the Word was with God. Uh huh. And the Word was God. Yes. All right. And you say Word. We talk about the three in heaven now. Mm -hmm. The Father, the Word, and the Word was God. Go ahead. He was in the beginning with God. Uh huh. All things were made through Him. Uh huh. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. Nothing. Angels, devils, nothing. Everything was made by him. Everything. That's the word. Go ahead. In him was life. Mm -hmm. And the life was the light of men. Mm -hmm. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Mm -hmm. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Uh -huh. This man came for a witness. To bear witness of the light. Yes. That all through him might believe. Yes. Uh huh. Keep going. Keep going. All right. He was not that light. All right. But he was sent to bear witness of that light. Mm -hmm. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Mm -hmm. I'll get down to fourteen. Oh, okay. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Right. He uh -huh. came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Uh -huh. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, uh -huh. to those who believed in his name, mm -hmm. who were born not of blood, mm -hmm. nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of God, mm -hmm. of man, but of God. Verse mm -hmm. 14. And the word became flesh. Hold right there. And okay. The word was made flesh. That's Christmas time. Be simple. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the angel breathed on Mary and she conceived and brought forth a child and the angel told Zechariah to name him Jesus, the word became flesh. That's how he got here on earth. He became flesh. But all the time, Back in, you know, back in the eighth chapter of John, that's why he told the Pharisees, he said, I was before Abraham. And the Pharisees said, we got a stone in now. He's lying, he's, bad, he's blaspheming. Get the rocks, get the rocks. We got a stone in. Jesus was in the beginning. He's in it because he's the word. But the word became flesh in the, in the New Testament. Yes. He became flesh. And he walked among us and everything. And that's how we got the word. And that's how Jesus came in the New Testament. And all you hear about the New Testament. Now we in the church age is about the Holy Spirit. We are in the church age. We are in the church age right now under the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. That's why he said, I'll be with you all way. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, the Old Testament, the Son, the New Testament, Holy Spirit, the church life, the church. God is still alive, but he's working in three different ways. He manifests himself in three different ways. All right. Now, Acts chapter 10, we just want to read one verse here. 
And that's how I come in by how God. God loved everybody. God loved everybody. Every people I used to love, I still love God. But I, I had to kind of put it, put it into uh, the understanding. I love God and how I'm gonna love God and Jesus. I had to kind of put that in perspective. I really had to love, study, study, study. And I ran across this man, Acts chapter 10, Cornelius. Cornelius. All right, anybody had to read it? If not, Mother Cornelius. Verse 1. Verse 1. Right. Acts 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. And about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. All right. Let's go to Roman. Read that. Cornelius loved God. He prayed all the time. And he helped people. He gave. And this time the, the church was coming in with the apostles. And God <coughs> revealed himself to Cornelius. He was one of the uh, of Italian band uh, soldiers. And he had a great reputation. God does things that we don't understand, but he knows the head of the family, cousin, relatives. He wants some of you to be like Joseph. You know the story of Joseph. I Joseph went through a lot, but he saved his family. He saved his family. So count it all joy what you're going through. God doesn't waste anything. Amen. You can help your family. Amen. Let's stay with God. He's building you. He's building you to help others. You don't know what God got for your life. Each one of y'all got a special uh, mission in life. But at the same time, God started training from childhood. Look at Samson. Look at David. All the things Joseph went through. See, God started working because what? You can help other people. You have a purpose to go out and tell other people about Christ and then you train them such a way that they can go tell other people. That's what's called making disciples. You're going to teach them about Jesus, teach them about the Bible and what the Word of God is the one that you use. This here will not lead people. If you start giving your word, they can, they can kind of look at you and argue with the word. But this Bible, it will not come back to you. It will stay with them. Because God is the word. Jesus is the word. It will stay with them. So the more you give people the word of God, the more they begin to feed their soul. They can tell because you start getting confidence in yourself. Start getting confidence in God. And knowing that God is with you, that's that's more than money. 
than more than money. People might come against you, talk against you, and try to trick you, but God will take everything you go through and turn it over and make it work out for good. Everything works together for good for those that love the Lord. Whatever you're going through, God is working it. And you can turn it right around and help somebody else. That's what it's about. You start helping others and telling others what you know about God. And encouraging them. Read their Bible, you pray with them, and let them know Jesus still cares about what you're going through. This, uh, the Pharisees tried to tie Jesus up in the Bible and say, well, you weren't old enough to talk about Abraham. And they did not understand. Jesus is God. Amen. Everybody love God. Don't stop loving God. Because Jesus is God. Amen. You come into that awareness the more you study. You study God, got faith in God. When Jesus tells you in somewhere in the book of Mark, say, have faith in God. Because he's the one that turned things around. And he said, I'm going to my father. When I go to my father, you ask anything in my name. In other words, you're going down to a place, all the way you'll get in, you take a key. Somebody give you a key, just the only way you can get in. I'll give you a ticket, that's the only way you get in. That's what Jesus said. When you talk to God in prayer, say Jesus' name. That's how God will listen to you. Because what? In Jesus' name. He said, whatever you do, do it in his name. When you pray, pray in his name. Amen. Because he can get, you can get in. You get things going. But you got to stay with him. You can't be in with, with him today and out of him tomorrow. Don't be with him now. You can see now the times are winding up. Thank you so much for your time today. We hope it was well spent. Joshua 1.8 says, Read and meditate on the word day and night and be careful to do what is written in it and your way will prosper and be successful. We want you all to be successful in the word of God. If you would like to send your prayer requests or questions, they're welcome at thedoctrineoftruth@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And if it has been a blessing to you, and you would like the true word of the gospel to continue to be spread all over the world, we welcome your donations at P.O. Box 2338, Tallahassee, Florida, 32316. God bless you. Say we